Hello, beautiful souls. Hello, beautiful, beautiful people. Welcome or welcome back to my podcast. I am back with part two of Hospitals, Heartbreaks, and Miracles. Just when you thought it couldn't get any more intense, if you listened to the first episode, brace yourselves because I have even more upheavals to share. I am unpacking a lot in this episode, and yeah, it's going to be a lot to take in, but I believe these are such significant events in my life that I've grown from, and in sharing my truth of overcoming these obstacles, hopefully this can help bring illumination to someone else's journey out there, some way, somehow. So that is why I'm sharing this. I think the more people that share their stories and how they've grown from whatever they have gone through, how they've risen from the darkness, the more we can heal the collective overall. Sometimes it just takes one story, one conversation to change the trajectory of your whole entire life and to really make an impact on someone else's life. Okay. So in part one, we left off with me returning home from the hospital. This, things were going well, I was following divine guidance and had a blast creating these beautiful days with my angels and the universe. Until one day, I slipped. I didn't follow my intuition that had to do with my health and I started to experience symptoms again that scared the crap out of me and fell back into an old habit that was truly not serving me. The trauma of what I've experienced in the past in terms of symptoms scared me, so I reacted out of fear. My calves my calves started to swell again after a meal I had, and instead of letting it be and just surrendering to it, I decided to go on a long, long walk because it's something that has helped relieve the symptom in the past. The thing was, my body was not in the state to be able to go on that long of a walk I went on at that time, and I ended up doing more harm than good to my body. The swelling did go down, but after that, my body was depleted was completely depleted of energy and when I would eat again the symptoms I experienced previously would come back up it was frustrating because you know when you when you're using up your energy stores it's common sense to restore those with food to fuel yourself and when I was doing that my body wasn't reacting in the way it wasn't taking in the fuel the way it should should be and I was so scared my body wasn't getting, wouldn't get the nourishment that it needed again that this fear felt like a dark cloud was just hovering over me. It started consuming my mind and was what I was thinking about before meals and after meals, trying to make sure that the experience I had at the hospital wouldn't be one I would ever have to go through again. The overfixation over what could go wrong was actually causing more things to go wrong than right. And of course, that's the simple law of attraction. I was creating tension in my body and my vibration was lowered. I didn't feel like myself. Constant fear in my body manifested into these symptoms heightening, into these symptoms getting even worse. But I tried my best to accept it and then let it go as much as possible. And of course, I also tried my best to bounce back. I mean, I was meditating, grounding in nature, I was cleansing my energy, all that jazz. But health trauma is real, y'all. Health trauma is, it's a lot and it's very real. And I had to deal with it. 
It was starting to become louder and louder in my life. My subconscious mind was already deep in fear and eventually, as much as I tried to avoid it, as much as I tried to work through it, I ended up at the hospital again. I know. If you're like, what, Lizzie? What on earth kind of part two is this? Yeah, well, I didn't want this for me either. And my angels and my spirit guides were also doing their best to help me not have to go back down this hospital path. Um, But I did my best at the state I was in at the time. And although I got myself into a situation that I did not want to be in, I still believe everything truly happens for a reason. Going to the hospital the second time around was quite different than the first time. The first time, I really had no idea I was going to end up in the hospital that day. This time, when I woke up, my angels already gave me the heads up that my mom was going to take me to the hospital again. My worry was causing her to worry. Even as much as I tried to hold it back, she could definitely feel that energy emitting from me. All she wanted was for me to heal, and taking me to the hospital made sense to her logically, and she didn't want me to wait until I was too late. And the guidance that I was receiving was just to surrender to what she wanted at this time. So I surrendered, and this time around, I did my best to go back way more prepared than the first time. Physically, um, my vitals were fine when they were taking my vitals and everything, but I was still underweight at the time, though I had been steadily gaining weight since my last hospital visit. It just kept going into flux. I was still experiencing the symptoms of extreme hunger after meals, tiredness, a bunch of other symptoms as well. But of course, again, I was being told by the medical team, just to eat more. You just need to eat more. Let's try eating more. And I was actually getting guidance to not do as they said. I was actually getting guidance that more food at this time wouldn't be beneficial for me. So I held out on eating more because I trust my team of light. I mean, honestly, after all that I went through before, this time I was determined to take the path of least resistance as much as possible. Because again, the spiritual realm plays a big part in our health. The spiritual realm is the reason why we're here. We can do all the things that we need to do physically, but nothing changes because there's a spiritual aspect that still needs to be addressed. I understand how crazy it may sound um, to be like, girl, you listening to your guardian angel and spirit guides telling you not to eat. Trust me, I know how bizarre it sounds, but deep down, I knew I wasn't being steered in the wrong direction. Even if at times my logical mind was like, whoa, what? Like what? I just knew I wasn't being steered in the wrong direction because, I mean, I have tried the logical way (laughs) many times. And yeah, I feel like I explained a lot of that in the first episode as well. And also too much glucose in my system has proven to be, to not be helpful in the past with all the symptoms I was experiencing. So maybe my body needed a break from all the glucose, whatever it was. I also had a feeling deep down that it was actually tied to something karmically that perhaps I needed to experience this for a certain amount of time because it was part of a karmic upheaval that was leading me to another breakthrough. And when I say karmically, I'm referring to maybe something that needed clearing up from my past life, or maybe it was some karma from this life of creating some low vibrational energy um, for that, uh, 
that specific week prior to me going to the hospital because my parents and I weren't seeing eye to eye on things. Whatever it was, I was determined to stay the course because I wanted to experience what would be on the other side of this divine guidance. Gosh, even talking about this gives me the goosebumps because it was such an intense time for me. Um, Yeah, really intense time for me. Now, the medical team was slowly getting impatient with me um, to where they said if I didn't comply with them anymore, I would have to get a feeding tube put in. And I was like, in my head, I was like, a feeding tube? Yeah, right. That would never happen. Like, no way. So I was just like, so I was like, okay, sure. Just surrendering to what was coming my way and trying my best to still stay the course with the divine guidance I was receiving of just surrendering. And I honestly didn't think that this would happen. Now, this next part was probably one of the most traumatic parts of my stay at this hospital. After not following my intuition on something I would call as a test from the universe, which was actually a test of my intuition itself, I ended up creating a reality where I did have to get a feeding tube placed. My mom had made me a home-cooked meal the night before, and I got the green light to eat it. My Yeah, I got the green light to eat it, but there was a test involved with that that I didn't pass related to my intuition. And I don't think it would be helpful in sharing what this test was. The main thing was that I didn't listen to my intuition, which was what this journey has been rooted in this whole time. Anyways, this was one of the hardest experiences of my life. My family wasn't with me when the nurses came in to get a feeding tube placed, which was actually a good thing because I would never have wanted any of them to see how painful that experience was. And if you haven't heard of a feeding tube before or don't really know how it works and all, well, it goes through one of your nostrils and all the way down into your stomach. And at the end, the end of the tube that's coming out of your nostril, it can be hooked up to a machine that gives you liquid food, basically. But yes, this this experience was traumatic. I remember screaming in pain, asking my angels for help. Literally, I, I just remember laying there in so much pain. And the kindest nurse walked in to hold my hand and helped me transmute the pain out of my body as much as she could. She was a literal angel that was sent to me. But I remember laying there after people had left and just getting a clear sign, (laughs) a clear sign that this feeding tube was not supposed to happen, that I messed up, which is how it led to the situation. The universe always wants what's best for you. And this was absolutely not what was in the cards for me. But here I was with a feeding tube. So what do we do when we end up in a situation that wasn't in the cards for us? When our team of light tries to steer us on our most optimal timeline, but we actually steered off of it. What do we do when it feels like we're spiraling down and down and down and down and down and down? Well, you gather yourself up, you gather yourself together and make the most out of any given situation. So that's what I did. I dusted myself off. I started from scratch and I started over. 
I was at my lowest at that point, and I chose to ascend from that situation. I also was getting a lot of encouragement from my guardian angel, which was very helpful. But I was like, okay, I'm going to do my best to raise my vibration each day that I'm here. I'm going to be of service some way, somehow, and be present even when things can feel extremely hectic. And it did get scary, even though the feeding tube was pumping food into my system, I was losing weight. And yeah, that was one of the symptoms I was experiencing, which was what had been happening already when I was back at home and when I was back in California. And yes, specialists were seen, but all they said was that I wasn't eating enough. Well, this time, the doctors had full control over how much food they were pumping into my system. They were even surprised when I started losing weight. They were confused. They were wondering if I needed to walk around the hospital more because they thought maybe the reason was that I was losing muscle mass. I didn't even try to interfere at this point. I just surrendered and prayed. But yeah, they were surprised and they were like, what's happening here? Well... It was a symptom that I was experiencing before the last time I was brought into the hospital. So I personally wasn't surprised, especially because the the symptoms would heighten when more glucose was in my system. The doctors were, so yeah, the doctors were surprised and were like, what's, so yeah, the doctors were quite surprised at what was going on and was like, what's happening here? You're in a calorie surplus, but you're losing weight. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I wasn't surprised, obviously, and especially because the symptoms would heighten when more glucose was in my system. And this, with this machine, more glucose was definitely being pumped in my system. But I still wished magically that all these symptoms would go away. I was like, maybe they'll figure out something. But, um, No, I obviously knew that that wasn't going to happen, and I knew deep down that that wasn't part of my journey. But to see my body and to feel my body lose weight again was heartbreaking. It felt like all the work that I put in into gaining that weight back since the first hospital visit was slipping away. And slowly but surely... As each day passed, I did my best to listen to my intuition, doing whatever I felt called to that day, which was obviously very limited when you're in a hospital connected to a feeding tube. And I also forgot to mention, I ended up having a sitter with me in the hospital room. And what a sitter is, is they stay with you. And the reason that I had one in my hospital room was because they were scared that I would end up passing out or try to run away. Little did they know, running away wasn't going to solve the problem for me. So that wasn't really something that that wasn't going to solve the problem for me. Um, But my days looked like me doing affirmations. I did visualizations. I meditated. I read. Doing whatever my higher self was guiding me to do. And after initially losing weight from the feeding tube for the first couple of days, I remember getting on the scale one night for a weigh-in, and all of a sudden, I had gained a significant amount of weight in a few days. And I remember thinking, okay, is this a joke? But also thinking that my guardian angel is totally was totally standing on the scale with me right now, or did something to the scale. <laughs> but I felt so relieved because I knew that if they were seeing weight gain, then I could be dis- discharged soon. And I was also relieved because I was like, wow, my body is starting to take in this liquid 
good food. Hallelujah. Um, And I knew the reason that this was happening was because I was shifting my mindset. I surrendered to this process that I put myself into and was following my gut with whatever was going on. And I also wasn't expecting that. And sometimes when you let go of your expectations, they just kind of just law of attraction again or manifestation again. Um, That night, a nurse assistant also told me, she, she was like, I heard you're doing really well and you should be leaving soon. And that was the first time I heard that. So I was super surprised because also, I mean, I was still hooked up to a feeding tube. So I just took it as a good sign, and they also had took off this EKG monitor thing that was attached to my chest, like hooked up to my chest, which was also a good sign, so I wasn't hooked up to so many things at once. And I was feeling good at that point. I was like, okay, just keep doing what you're doing. Even the nurse was like, keep doing what you're doing. And I was like, all right. (laughs) But then, unfortunately, another shift happened where there was a day that I did not follow my intuition on some things and I could just feel the energy shift as well. And then I started losing weight again. So how was it that my reality and what was going on with my health could be so, so closely tied to how closely I followed my intuition? I felt like I was in a pressure cooker and every single decision I made, every single move I made was either bringing me closer to health or further away from it. And that's something I'm still wrapping my head around still. I feel like it was a lesson for me to really come to terms with the fact that my intuition is not hard to follow at all. And by not doing so, I was moving away from my actual vessel. Like my spirit was like moving away from it. And I realized that although I may have been working through some karmic upheavals as well, that my mind had been so tied up with this health stuff that I probably made the health stuff even more intense than it needed to be because my mind was so wrapped up in it. Again, the mind is a powerful place. So probably a mix of both. I was like, how am I going to get out of here when my body is losing weight, when I'm not following my intuition and gaining weight when I am? And these tests just became so bizarre to the point where I was like, is this even real life? Like, what is happening? And I really did not want to get to a dark place again, but I did. And then I would pull myself out of the trenches and find that light again. Each time I went down, I would just pull myself back up. I would literally envision myself pulling myself out of this dark cave. And I could also feel my angels pulling me, like grabbing me and lifting me up. Like imagine like a bird just like coming down and swooping and picking me up from the back and being like nope you're not going down there again um and there were times when I would look out my window just watching people walk around in the beautiful summer sun watching cars pass by just wishing that I could be out there as well so yeah there was I mean each every time that I would spiral I would just I would come back up and it took a lot of energy but it was well worth it And also, it was by that window in the hospital that I saw some of the most divine things that I have in a while. And I have seen some amazing things in my life before, but my angels were communicating to me 
through the things I would see outside my window. I remember always thinking, what if a a bird just flew up to my window and just sat there on the windowsill? And one day, a beautiful seagull actually did. And it sat there. It literally flew right up to my windowsill and sat there for a couple minutes. And then it closed its eyes. It just decided to make a pit stop right in front of me as I was praying to take a nap right on the window. I was in awe when this happened. I just remember (laughs) my jaw dropped and I just stared at this beautiful bird for so long. And I was like, oh my goodness. Even the people that work there were like, wow, that bird is literally coming to say hi to you. And I was like, yeah, (laughs) I know. Definitely feels that way. Um, And I've also seen, I also saw more rainbows outside this window than I have in my 20s altogether. Rainbows are a beautiful sign of miracles and my angels were definitely showing me a lot of rainbows everywhere. I mean, feathers were flying to my window, ladybugs, fireflies, and even angel numbers on the top of metro buses. When I was looking down, since I was looking down outside my window, I would see numbers on the top of these buses. And I learned that, I learned even more so that there really is no limit to how your angels can communicate with you. There were so many signs and messages from my angels to to help me keep going and to keep my faith up. Doctors, physicians, nurses would come in asking me questions about my symptoms, changing my feeding tube bag, giving me updates on my health. And when they left, I would just go right back to praying. Praying helped me get out of a dark place from being there. It felt like I was trapped. I mean, I didn't have my my own freedom to do anything. And I was being watched like a hawk 24-7. Now, throughout the time I was there, the doctors kept asking if I had, um, and I do want to, I do want to say that, just put a trigger warning out there. Yeah, I'm just going to say to put a trigger warning out there, but the doctors kept asking if I had an eating disorder and they did evaluations and all this stuff. And I'll do my best to be as mindful as possible about this topic because I know it can be very sensitive for some people and there are people out there who struggle with this disease and it is a real disease and is one of the leading causes of death in America but this wasn't the illness that I had for someone who already took the time to really heal their relationship with food back in 2021 and 2022 I knew that I didn't have an eating disorder and I wasn't brought to the hospital because of one it was because of a dis-ease already going on in my body that no one could figure out what was going on. And as far as being worried about eating certain foods because of all the symptoms I was experiencing from when my disease first started, my dis-ease first started, yes, that was a thing. But I was also very mindful about that. And I was still healing trauma from what I experienced in my body while eating certain foods as well like having an apple or having a smoothie or like lentil soup or whatever, and then getting blurry vision, lightheadedness, losing mobility in my arms and legs and feeling like I was going to pass out. I, this is true health trauma. Um, and I wouldn't wish these symptoms on anybody. 
I knew my truth and it wasn't worth explaining it again and again and again to people who didn't get it and weren't going to. And that's when, that's what it felt like with the medical team that was seeing me. Again, I don't have anything against Western medicine. They have been a big part of my journey. And frankly, it wasn't their fault. I mean, how was I supposed, this was my spiritual journey that I was working through. And, but really, how was I supposed to say, oh yeah, I'm experiencing all of these things because of a spiritual initiation that's happening in my life, which is why you have tried things for four weeks and nothing has changed with me. And yes, I was at the hospital for four weeks. I was there for a month. One of the hardest things was knowing that it was something that I needed to work through internally that was connected to my health, but not being able to say that to people without sounding crazy. But that's also a part of your spiritual awakening. Sometimes you just have to bite your tongue when you know your audience. Now, the third week I was in the hospital, one of the social workers wanted me to have a call with an eating recovery clinic. And because I was surrendering to this process and trying to just go with the flow of whatever was coming my way, I agreed to having a call with her. It was an evaluation for my health, and they actually told me that my insurance wasn't accepted, even though I had no plan on going to this place anyways, and I was relieved. My family was just ready for me to come home, and honestly, so was I. And nothing really happened from that until the last week when I was in the hospital. My vibration was starting to lower again. Um, I didn't know that it would be my last week in the hospital. I was just trying to do my best to stay in positive spirits. But again, my vibration was in flux. It was like going down and up and down and up. And I got a call from a social worker saying that my insurance was accepted for a recovery clinic in another state. And I did not expect that to happen. But there was a bit of fear in the back of my mind regarding it, regarding this. Like I was like, oh my God, what if what if I get sent off or something like that? And it turns out that the fear was louder than I thought because this happened. And they asked me if I would attend that one or wanted to wait for one closer. And for some strange reason, because I was still in the mindset of surrendering and it was like fear overtook my body. And all of a sudden I said yes to going to the one out of state because I thought in doing so, I would be letting go of resistance and I wouldn't actually have to go. So it was like fear was overtaking my body, but also like bravery in a sense, like thinking, oh, if I do this, if I say yes, then I won't have to go because I'll be letting go of fear. Um, Hopefully that makes sense. Yeah, well, it turns out I was wrong on that part. (laughs) I know that's pretty risky to say in this kind of situation, like just saying yes. And I regretted saying that as soon as this lady hung up the phone on me, but I honestly thought it would actually loosen up that resistance. Now, yes, I had a choice in the matter because I'm an adult, but because my weight had gone down since my hospital visit, even with being in a calorie surplus at the hospital, under the doctor's watches, the doctors were concerned, they were confused, and they felt like this was the last resort, which of course, they got my mom on board with it too, and she was worried, and I don't blame her. Because honestly, if I was a mother, and I had a daughter that was having the spiritual initiation, but I didn't quite understand that, and I was still in the matrix and trying to understand like logically like what to do here, yeah, I would be worried as well. But anyways, okay, I personally was heartbroken at this whole situation. 
Even though I took back saying yes to that lady on the phone, the decision had already been made and word had got to my mom. Everyone in my family was heartbroken. They didn't actually want me to leave, but my mom felt like there was no other choice in the matter, especially after talking to the doctors and they just really didn't know where to go from here. And going home wasn't even an option. It was like once my mom was tunnel vision on this place, there was no turning back for her. And I was scared. I mean, I had no idea what to expect. I didn't ever imagine healing without my family being by my side. I had no idea how long I would be at this place and even had dreamed that they wouldn't take me when I got there. Like I literally was like, well, maybe if I get there, they won't actually accept me. And before I knew it, a whole new journey began. It felt like I was in the twilight zone again. So I ended up at an eating recovery clinic and it took me a while to accept that I was there, that I messed up so much during this month that I was at the hospital that I ended up at an eating recovery clinic. And my guardian angel, my spirit guides were like, you were not supposed to end up here. Like, it wasn't like, oh, this was this masterpiece in the making. I messed up and I created this reality for myself. And I questioned so many times, how on earth did I end up here? But one thing I knew is that I could feel my angels everywhere holding me up, supporting me, and showing me signs that miracles can happen at any moment, at any given time. I knew I wasn't alone. There were a lot of tears at this place. I mean, my mom and I were like full-blown in tears when I left. And this place wasn't the resort vacation type. It's literally like a boot camp. And I, I want to be very mindful about speaking about this place as well because it was a, a huge part of my journey. And there were a ton of beautiful, beautiful souls there. But yes, this place was basically, it's not, it's not a vacation type of place. There were group classes and in between each class, we'd be eating basically. Now, of course, that's what the goal of this place was to get their patients to eat and to heal. And I remember my first meal there. I remember looking at my lunch and being nervous to eat it because I didn't know what symptoms I would experience this time around. And I was scared that I was still being punished in some way. My head had been thinking like that I had done something so wrong that I was being punished, that I was being punished. And that was just that was definitely not the truth. It, was, it wasn't the truth. My head had just spiraled so much into fear that things like that were coming up. But my intuition was just like, let's do this. Plus, I was hungry, so I finished that whole lunch. It was actually wonderful that I did because I learned that if you didn't, you would have to take a supplement to make up for any food that you didn't eat. And if you didn't do that, well, that, wasn't, that wouldn't be a good idea because the way to get out of that place is to eat. And I'm not going to share every single detail about my time here because I feel like this episode is already getting quite long, but I'll try to do a Spark Notes version of the rest of this. So I completed every meal by food. Every single day I was there. And at times my symptoms came up a lot and some other times it didn't. And those times that it didn't, I felt like were miracle days. I'm going to call them miracle days when my body felt normal and Gosh, I put quotation marks around normal because it feels like so long ago when I didn't have to think 
much about literally just fueling your body like a person does. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks whenever you're hungry. I reminisce on those days sometimes and I'm never going to take my health for granted again. Anywho, I knew that my guardian angel was with me the whole entire time I was there, guiding me, cheering me on, telling me to stay strong, and that I'd be with family soon. My first day there, you can imagine that I bawled my eyes out after saying bye to my mom because I missed my family so much. And I kept just asking myself, how on earth did I get here? But of course, I surrendered to this experience because I had no other choice but to do that. I had no idea when I would be able to go home. All I knew was that I needed my family's love. And being able to talk to them for an hour or two a night was not enough for me. It was not enough for me. A positive that came from this was that day by day, I could tell that some of my symptoms were lightening up. I wasn't getting blurry vision anymore, I could walk, my calves started to swell less, and I truly believe it was because energetically, I was serving my time karmically by being away from my family at this place. I wonder if someone else is also going through a spiritual awakening or spiritual initiation or or something like that. Anyways, I had so much empathy for these people, and I also felt like an outcast during mealtimes. Another big part of this journey was that I couldn't really relate to anyone at this place with what they were going through because, I mean, yeah, you can guess. So I had to learn how to navigate this experience as well. It was an interesting experience, but I truly had so much empathy for these people and the struggles that they were facing. I also felt like an outcast because during mealtimes, I didn't struggle with finishing my meals at all while those around me did, and it was heartbreaking. I prayed for all their guardian angels to help them heal and encourage them to eat, and I would also get comments like, wow, Lizzie, you're doing so well, and it's so inspiring, and I'm happy that I could be inspiring to them in their journey some way, in some way, but it was just strange because it wasn't hard for me to do what I was doing, so It was just strange, and I'm trying to find the right words to share here, but I just remember sitting at these tables every single day for a long-ass time, looking around at each soul, being fully present in the moment, and just praying that each of these people would fully heal. This This disorder is a real thing, and it was intense to be witnessing it all in person. Like these people, aside from their state of dis-ease, were some of the most loving, smartest, hardworking people I had ever met. I also met some amazing people that worked there that most definitely made a positive impact on my life. There were some people that just by their presence helped me raise my vibration by just being them. And it made being away from family a teeny less painful. Human connection really is such a powerful thing. And I also remember meeting a wonderful, wonderful soul that was there and she was also going through a spiritual awakening and she was reading a book from Michael A. Singer, The Untethered Soul, and it just made my heart so happy seeing how much the spiritual awakening was helping her heal in her journey. 
gosh, it was, it was a beautiful experience and she was a beautiful soul and I am grateful to have met her. But although this was one of the hardest experiences of my life, no joke, this was also one of the most transformative experiences of my life. I prayed whenever I had downtime and it was part of this transformation in me as well. And for a good portion of my stay there, I also got to lead meditations as well as a spirituality group that they had there. All thanks to a therapist that saw something in me and after leading a meditation for one of her groups, that changed the trajectory of my stay there. It became more bearable, if that makes sense. It felt like I wasn't wasting my life away, that I was able to contribute to being of service to the world. And I knew I wasn't wasting my life away anyways because I could feel myself healing as well. But being able to be of service is such an important thing to me. Being able to touch the lives of many that I had crossed paths with, for that I am so grateful. Being able to give back is such a healing experience for me. It expands my heart center and aligns my heart chakra all over again. It just, it feels divine. It feels divine. The reason I shared this particular part of my journey is because it's crazy where your spiritual journey can take you, where life can take you, but you really can make the most of it. Even if you're somewhere that you never thought you'd be and it feels like all the forces were against you. Like going into this, I did not think that I would be leading group meditations. I didn't think that I would end up leading a spirituality group. Life takes you on some wild rides sometimes. <laughs> but you can always come back to your heart center. Now, in terms of my actual physical health, I was slowly healing. I mentioned earlier that I wasn't experiencing as many symptoms as I was experiencing beforehand, and it was true. I wasn't. There were still times when symptoms would come up, for example, feeling extreme hunger after eating or feeling weak, but I didn't let it get to me because even if I did, there wasn't anything I could do except just sit through it and just continue going through it. I knew I was gaining weight because the physician said I was making progress when I would meet with them. However, I still didn't know exactly what the requirements were to go home. My mom and I were thinking I'd be there for three weeks tops, when in reality, I ended up being there for three months. Each week, I was hopeful that the next week, maybe, just maybe, I'd be be able to go home. I stayed hopeful as much as I could and that got me through a lot of this experience as well. I did everything by the book. Some people that worked there and even patients asked me why I was still there. There were times when I was like, wow, this is not fair. Yet I knew this was all part of the divine plan as well. Although it didn't feel like my most optimal timeline when I was there. I still did my best to follow my intuition every day and to stay connected to my spirituality. Even though I was technically doing everything right, there were people that were able to move on to the next level of recovery or even go home before me. Why? Well, I had a feeling it's because I was still making up for karma that wasn't complete just yet. Otherwise, I have no idea why the divine would want to keep me there. There's a lot that God can do for us, so I knew when it was my time, then it would be the perfect time.
I did experience some more miracles at this place, though. Although it wasn't being able to go home right away, I saw more rainbows than I could have ever imagined. The birds here also spoke to me through the window, and my body gaining weight was a miracle, even if slowly. And seeing other people heal was a miracle. It was absolutely beautiful. Now moving on to more miracles, I remember when I got the good news that my insurance wouldn't be covering the next level of care, which would mean I'd have to go to go home to Seattle to get the next level of care, which was just pretty much the next level down. And I was stoked. And that song, Anything Can Happen by Ellie Goulding, kept playing in my head. It was like on repeat. I was so happy because I knew my family was so eager to have me home. And I also knew deep down that it was past due for me to come home and to be finally done with this place. And I knew that the cycle was finally coming to a close and that I wouldn't actually have to go to this low level of care. And I was right. (laughs) I was right. Then I got my estimated discharge date. And this is this is a little different than what I just shared on the feeling side, but I bawled because the estimated discharge date was so far out. I wanted to come home for Thanksgiving. It felt like the perfect time to reunite with my family, and I prayed my booty off for this to become a reality. And there were a lot of miracle chances and tests that I was given, but I didn't ace those tests, unfortunately. Miracle chances and tests, I feel like, if I could explain them, I feel like are when the universe is giving you a favor and pretty much sending you even more tests to work with so that you ha- you have more chances to pass them and receive your miracle and receive your manifestation. Anywho, I ended up passing some tests. So I remember one morning, my dietitian asked if I could do another weigh-in, another weight check-in. And when she told me afterwards that I met my target weight, I was like, oh my goodness, hallelujah, literally bouncing up and down because I knew that meant I was closer to seeing my family. Then a few days later, she informed me I could discharge the week after Thanksgiving. And although it wasn't exactly that the date that I had hoped for, I was so thankful that it wasn't further out. And it ended up being right after the full moon in November. So it felt so in alignment with the moon cycle and the universe. It really did feel so good. One of the biggest miracles of all, though, was the fact that I had got my health back. During those three months, I learned to surrender so much and not let fear get in the way of whatever I was eating because I had no choice in the matter except for picking the couple of options they give us every day for our meals. I obviously had to use my intuition with that, of course, with what my body felt like was most beneficial for my body. I obviously had to use my intuition for that, of course. I intertwined my spirituality with the physical realm at this place closely and found a way through this upheaval of it all. And I slowly was able to let go of my fear of whatever symptoms I may experience after eating a certain type of food. And by doing so, by really healing my mind, the symptoms subsided. I still experienced 
some symptoms in this present time and day, but it's nothing compared to what I experienced last year or earlier this year. And for that, I am so, so grateful. I am also grateful to be able to sit on the floor without my butt hurting because I now have more meat. (laughs) I'm also grateful to be able to sit on the floor without my butt hurting because I am at a healthy weight again. And if I have healed that much already, I know there's even more healing in the making. So I know that full, complete healing is my divine right. And if I have healed that much already, I know there's more healing in the making. I know that full, complete restoration is in the cards for me. I have learned that the mind is one of the most powerful things that there is. And my belief system being clouded with the health trauma warped the reality that I was experiencing internally and externally. There was such a strong hold to, I couldn't do this and this and this because of the trauma I experienced. That reality was reflecting that right back at me. But once I loosened that grip and untied those knots in my head, I started healing. I took my power back and never again will I let my power slip away from me like that. Our minds are a powerful place, so make it a pleasant place to be in. Water that garden like it is your baby, because it is. We spend more time with our minds than anything else. I have been so happy to be at home since, and although I didn't know I would end up being away from home in unknown territory for that long, I am grateful for the experience that I had hardships and all made me who I am today a warrior angel is that a thing (laughs) I think I'm just gonna make it a thing Um, but I am sure that there are many other warrior angels out there as well because of this experience I have even more compassion for others and this experience has also brought me a lot closer to God and my angels and for that I am thankful I reflect on this journey And I remember days I was there where I felt like there wasn't an end in sight. I remember just wanting to lay in grass, to touch grass again, and not being able to do that freely whenever I wanted. I remember looking up at the stars from a window, wishing I... I remember looking out... I remember looking up at the stars out my window, wishing I was home. And here I am at home recording my podcast, and I feel ever so blessed. There is always a light at the end of the tunnel, no matter how caved in the tunnel may feel like. My light was my light was getting my health back again and having even more of an appreciation for life, for health, and most of all, for my family. All in all, as wild as this year has been, and as many tears as there have been, I believe that God took me on this journey, took me through this journey for a reason. To feel, to heal, to serve, and to heal some more. God, the universe, has an interesting way of taking you on some intense journeys to shape you into the person you're meant to be. I saw this quote the other day and I felt it was very fitting. It really resonated. God has a way of taking you through the darkness to show you the way back to the light again. 
And that is a wrap for Hospitals, Heartbreaks, and Miracles Part 2. If you have made it to the end of this episode, holy guacamole, you are a real one, and I appreciate you. Thank you for being part of my journey and acknowledging my journey by being a listener. I know that a lot of what I shared is out there. I know a lot of the concepts that I have shared are esoteric. It's all related to my spiritual journey and my reality that I'm experiencing. And in me expressing my truth, I hope that you can honor your truth as well. Again, I appreciate each and every one of you, whatever you're going through right now, whatever you're experiencing, just remember that you are loved and you are led every step of the way. I wish nothing but the best for you and I'm sending you all so much love and so much light and I will catch you all in the next episode. Have a beautiful day, a beautiful night, a beautiful evening, whatever time it is, wherever you are, may blessings and miracles come your way. Oh, and also don't forget if you enjoyed this episode or have enjoyed others, please don't forget to hit that follow button and leave a review and rating for my podcast. It really does help my podcast out and it helps expand the consciousness of the rest of the planet. Thank you so much. Much love always, always and namaste. Bye everyone.